Hello everyone, my name is Tatiana Gefter, I use she-they pronouns, and I am playing Alma of the Veil with the Gravedigger playbook. Hi, my name is Nishit Zaya, I use any pronouns, and I am playing Fletcher the Witch. My name is Janine Florence Asinto, I use they-them pronouns, and I play Haku Bayani, Starkeeper. Hello, my name is Okta, I go by they-them pronouns, and I will play male three strings. From the Weaver's Hi, my name is Harper Sage Pettit. I use they or she pronouns, and I will be your guide for this season of Queer PG of Kith and Pen. Content warning for this episode includes mind control, a brief physical altercation, and complex and complicated relationships. Hi, Lauren. I don't know if this letter is going to reach you. I wanted to let you know that I'm okay. I've been traveling around. I'm now in a place called Middle Dwell, and it's really, really, really different from the lastings. Everything here is super big, and they use stuff that humans used to use. I don't know if you know what those are, but I remember hearing about them in stories when we were little. And I've been coming into a lot of situations where they seem to be more and more relevant. Anyway, Middle Dwell doesn't have a serval, which was really, really strange. But they do have a really big cloud that apparently makes people see things, but I don't really see that much in it. I, you know, just look like normal me with all my friends. I'm really sleepy. That's... That's normal, I, I think. I went to a tavern, or tavern, with all of my friends, and we had tea, and I read their tea leaves. I think you should know about my friend Calix. My friend Calix likes me, and I don't really know what's going on with you, but I'd love to hear back from you, but things are happening here, and I thought you should know. Also, I've been running into machines a lot, which are strange and big, and I'm not really sure how they work, but there's a company here called Terrara that uses machines and wants to bring them into the town. It's really strange. Out of all the places I've been so far, this is the least crazy. But right now, there's a huge machine and there's a bunch of people in uniforms and everyone was mad at the machine. And then suddenly they were throwing green leaves at the crowd and everyone started chanting about how the future is middle dwell. It's really weird. I'm not sure what's going on, but I hope you're okay. I hope you're safe. Anyway, hope to hear from you. We jump back into the town center of Middle Dwell, where the group is just standing there taking in this scene of the folks from Terrera sort of just like drumming up this impassioned crowd now that's kind of chanting, the future is Middle Dwell, the future is machines, the future is Middle Dwell, the future is machines. And you can see that the kith on the back of this machine are like saying things, but the crowd is so loud that you can't really hear them but they're they're definitely getting riled up so now now i think they all are now seeing the, the sudden change and probably not not feeling the the same the same approach feeling the the eeriness of it now will will 
turn around the friends and, and see if any of them are feeling this this change in the intensity of the crowd. Hey, everyone, is this is this feeling okay to you? No, this is so weird. Weren't they like protesting like five seconds ago? I don't think this is right. What do you mean, like magic? Neo will will turn to to Fletcher. Is there is there any magic that can do something like this? Maybe something in the air? Well, can I roll to see if Fletcher senses any magic? Give me a wild check. With my modifiers, it's five. You are not sure if magic is being used, but whatever is going on here, it is really strange. Something that Haku can always do, I'm looking at my little box that I have, is tune out the world to inspect something more closely. Could I, like, go through the crowd and just kind of, like, check in and just, like, look at the eyes? I'm, I'm not a magic boy. Haku is not a magic boy. <laughs> But he, he does like to like observe very closely and see like what that sudden change was. He wants to do a vibe check. That's that's what he's kind of doing. So yeah, you push up into the crowd, get closer to the machine, and give me a give me a, a heart roll. That is a three. Haku, you actually get like kind of caught up in the crowd, and you start to feel like you need to like start chanting. Middle dwell is the future. Machines are the future. Yeah, Haku gets right into it. He, he's so excited. He's like, oh oh, this is this is this is what it is. This this is the moment i get it i get what's happening and like is in it is is like right right in front of the machine super excited and the fox that's on the machine that's sort of like the leader um looks out at you and out at the crowd but you feel like they're looking right at you and just feeling like intoxicated everyone this is wonderful keep this up go gather your friends gather your loved ones let us march towards the council chambers and demand machines be used now i don't know if it's magic but haku's acting really weird haku sprints back to their friends kith 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 so we gotta help them we, ha- we gotta help them this this is a great idea machines are the future i don't think that's i don't think that's what you mean what what, what do you mean this this is this is perfect maybe maybe oh maybe if we get machines to get t- together we can also bring it up to the starkeeper and and tell the starkeeper about how amazing machines are and maybe that can help us get more information about the stars while haku is doing this alma's gonna reach into her bag because she's gonna grab like a water bottle and she's gonna dump some of the water into her hand and she's gonna like flick it at Haku's face. Haku, let's see if you break out of this. Give me another heart roll. I'm so scared. (laughs) A nine. Yeah, so you kind of like feel that like water flick in your face and also like a little tug on your apron and Chandler's like, hey, champ, are you okay? I'm, I'm, I'm good. Do I remember being enthralled or is that just... I would say that you definitely feel like maybe maybe like you're coming off of like a, a significant high. Not like a, a drug high. Amped up, like you're coming back down. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm cool. That protest over there will not protest. That the thing that they're doing with the crowd is very interesting. I'm a little, a little tired now. Yeah, you participated. You participated? Straight up. You, you wanted more machines. That's weird. Yeah, it is, isn't it? <laughs> it's 
very weird, especially because now, do you think everyone is being like whatever happened to you? I think I think that's dangerous. They're trying to get everyone to go to the council, and they're gonna they're gonna regret this tomorrow. I know a bunch of things about regretting things on the next day, and I don't think all of these people should be there. Alma, do you have more of that potion you just used on Haku? Water? Mm-hmm. I happy to have like a water bottle's worth, I guess. Is that why I'm wet? Yeah, I kind of had to flick it on your face because you were like trying to proselytize the way of the machine chains to us. Got, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. So was it the finger movement then that made it rather than the water itself? I don't know. I, I It kind of just felt right, but it, I, don't, I feel like it was the water. But here, Fletcher, if you, if you need it. As y'all are trying to kind of figure out what to do, you hear Calix clear his throat calmly and kind of like points. They're getting really riled up right now. I think we must do something quickly. Alma, can you throw more water potion at the people? Yes, I don't know if it'll help. Is there anywhere like a high vantage point that I can get to? Yeah, there's buildings around. Maybe Fletcher, you could spray it if Calix throws you again. You could spray it from the skies. Yeah, okay. Is there enough water? Here's the water bottle. Okay, thank you. You'll, you'll get a good, good chunk of them, I would say. There is a fountain there, just, just to remind you. As a test run, Fletcher turns to Calix and he's like, Do you want to throw me again? And you look back and like his hands are like already ready. I thought you would never ask. You're really good at throwing. I do lift sometimes. Alright, are we ready for this? I'm ready. So Calix grabs you again and one, two, three, tosses you up in the air. Go ahead and give me a swift roll to see how well you fly. Seven. It's not your best flight. You fly over just like, let's say like a quarter of the crowd, like they're kind of at the back edge and you're able to like sprinkle water on them. Are you saying anything as you fly by or what does this look like for you? Because Fletcher watched Alma do like the, 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 the finger like spray motion. He's like trying to do that like with his body and feet while spraying water. So it's it's kind of like a flying dance of sprinkling water. Yeah, you eventually land like over on a, a canopy of a, a shop and you turn back and you see the kith looking around and then kind of just like breaking away from the, the crowd and scooting back some, but they, they don't seem to be affected by whatever is is going on here anymore. Have I landed close to friends or am I far away now? You're like across the, the town center now, and I will say this, that like as you land, part of the crowd breaks away, and the rest of the crowd starts to break out. You see like there's main mobs like kind of like coming down like the main street towards the council chambers and a couple like break off going other directions and then the machine kind of like powers on and starts to follow like the main crowd now is pretty pretty swift pretty quick and we'll try to get onto that machine and try to get to the fox if it's even remotely close enough for that go ahead and give me a swift roll so that's a seven plus two that's a nine i don't think i really described what this machine looks like so it's pretty big about as tall as two-story building it almost looks like one of the giant like caterpillars that they would use in the fields but it it is made of metal and different bits and pieces so it has like these legs mechanical legs that can like flick out and just drive it forward it's not moving very fast because it is trying to like stay in pace with the crowd and not run them over 
first kind of like take through their clothing, like try and strap in a few bits that are a little bit more loose, um, so into taking the outfit into a bit of a tighter fit, and then zigzagging across the crowd, getting to the base of one of those mechanical legs, then just a like grab grabbing onto it and then with with small small climbing movements try to get onto the back and then onto the the top slash head slash cabin bit and then just try to from there try to make a little jump next to the fox and whoever is on top that will be the intention that's and that's how nail envisions this situation the fox is definitely still up in the top, now like strapped into this platform overlooking, but all the other folks went back inside, and the fox looks at you and says, Whoa, what are you doing? Who are you? I don't think I thought this through to the very end. Hi, I am Neo. Do you know exactly what's happening to the people below? Neo has seen enough manipulative assholes in their life, and will try to, like, look as innocent as they can while walking around and trying to see if they see anything else around this fox that could be a bit of a source for this for this magic or this whatever that is happening to people. Go ahead and give me a heart. Seven total. You have been around lots of manipulative folks. I guess Alphonse really comes to mind and Alphonse wasn't magical but he did kind of have this aura that could cast a spell over you and this fox has a very similar aura that is also magically infused and you can see them sizing you up they say i can tell you're on to me you said your name was nay right Yes, new, 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 new three strings. I come from the last things. Where did you come from? You don't look from here. And he just puts up his hand. Wait one moment. And he unclips from the platform and starts to walk over. Neu's not an incredibly common name. And I want to check with somebody to see, just to see something. And they walk over to like this hatch, open it up. Filigree, filigree, come here. And you hear like a kind of rummaging around and somebody like coming up the ladder you see in front of you dressed in like the same garb as terrera uh, a fox significantly younger than horus uh, cousin this person's name is Neu. do you know them and standing in front of you is your old friend foster filigree and they look you up and down and they say cousin i'm afraid i don't and they shove you off foster Neu swallows a scream as they fall and don't even try to grab onto anything out of pure absolute shock. Neo is kind of like falling slow motion backwards off of this machine as Fletcher, you're trying to like catch up as the, the group's starting to follow the machine out of town. But I imagine Alma and Haku and Kalix and Chandler are probably all close by. I rolled real bad earlier, though. I'm scared. <laughs> Counting on you. Can Fletcher try and cast magic to, like, cushion now? Okay. These are all good ideas. Yeah, maybe, like, a combination between Fletcher and Haku. So, Fletcher, you go first to see how good of a roll Haku's gonna have to do. I'm rolling for wild, right? Yeah. Eleven. Fletcher, what does this magic look like? You jumped off of the the canopy and are like trying to like soar through the sky back towards the, the group. 
When Fletcher sees this happening, he'll outstretch his, his little arms. There's kind of like a magic aura from his little palms. Instantly kind of creates this gooey aura cloud around Neo. And it's sort of like a giant beanbag. And the texture of it is kind of like a memory foam mattress. And so while Neo is falling, it's kind of like hugging Neo. Like the way that like really creamy slime <laughs> hugs like an object as it's falling. All right, Haku, you see this, like, slime envelop Neu, but they're still falling pretty fast. Give me a brute roll. That is an eight. You, you're able to catch Neu and break the fall the rest of the way. It, I mean, it honestly doesn't even feel like much because the kind of, like, gummy, slimy stuff around them. You're able to ensure that Neu is safe. When Neo is in hand, I immediately cover their ears and like have them cradled. So like, if if any other noise is coming, just so so they don't hear anything. So would you say that like on the street, there's like kind of rope dividers, kind of between like the street and like the sidewalk? There could be for a token. I'll, I'll spend a token to be able to do this trick that I want to do. Alma's gonna take rope from the side of the road and i'm gonna pull up hoth and go around the legs of the of the machine to knock it over i would say that like chandler and calyx see this and they pick up some as well and they start going around at first like nothing starts to happen but then you hear like a weird like screeching sound no stop it stop it you fools the whole machine starts to like smoke and slowly, like, falls over. The fox, Horus, kind of is strapped in, unstraps the the hatch on top of the machine's cockpit area opens up, and, like, several of the other individuals come out, one of them being a, a large ox, a raven, a, a hellbender, which is kind of a mean-looking lizard, a magpie, an elephant, and then another fox. They all pull out, like, these different rods. And then Horus says, You all have messed up. This was a great mistake. And then you hear like a, as something like flies through the air and smacks up against the the side of the machine. And all of a sudden the group is kind of engulfed in like purple smoke and you hear like coughing from inside it. And then a mysterious like slender figure in like a, a black robe kind of like zips over to you as like Fletcher's coming over. They say behind a, a mask, we need to get out of here now. And Fletcher, give me a heart roll. That's a 10. You are totally lost in your emotions as you recognize the form, the smell, the voice of Lorne. This figure that the rest of you probably don't recognize starts to lead down an alleyway. Do you follow them? Neo's coming with me. Neo is still in my arms. I'm taking them with me and we're going. Fletcher slowly follows. Alma, Alma still kind of looks riled up. Like, she's she's ready to go. Like, she's, she's ready to tussle, man. Calyx sees that like, there are times for fighting and there are times for fleeing. Let's gather our strength and meet these folks another time. And Chandler was kind of assuming, like, the same fighting thing, and Calyx just picks Chandler up, throws him over his shoulder, and, like, takes off down the, the alleyway. They lead you through a series of, like, different alleyways, and then down below the city through the sewers and after 
running for about like 10 minutes things sort of calm down and you get to this like junction they stop and pull up their hood pull down their mask surprise and now you all recognize this as lord Paku growls almost just looking between fletcher lauren and calyx fletcher's kind of just like deeply staring at lauren like blinking and processing being like you you're really here right now. He kind of like opens up his arms for like a hug and like walks a step forward. A hug, I guess. Haku's gonna stand in between that. It's not even intercepting the hug. It's just like standing guard with with a little fennec fox in my arms, like baby Carrie. Yeah, Lauren is probably about the same height as Fletcher. You know the disappointing mom look. That's what Haku's doing right now, at Lauren. Well, I, I I can see that this oh this was not what you all are expecting and probably not what you're wanting but i guess it's time to get you to the rest of the group and maybe start explaining some things maybe that'll help be nice there's more of you yeah there's there's a whole group of us huh i turned to fletcher do you want me to move do you want me to stay in but be- i can be the shield between the two of you if necessary not caring <laughs> that lord can hear that in that information. These words go through Fletcher, and Fletcher's just gonna kind of peek over to make eye contact with Lauren. Fletcher's our silly guy, and this is like one of the rare, rare times where we've seen him like look dead serious. And so Fletcher just looks at Lauren and goes, why are you doing this? It would be much easier to explain if you just got to meet everyone. I think it will make a lot more sense. So you're saying you have time to explain now? Not right now, but If you trust me and follow me, I can take you to the rest of the group and we can try to make this make a little more sense. And he reaches around Haku with a hand open. Do you trust me, Fletcher? Fletcher doesn't take his hand, but moves around Haku and just goes, lead the way then. The whole time this is going on, like, Calix is just, like, standing there, like, looking back and forth. Chandler is, like, literally banging on his back, like, let me go, goddammit, let me go! Eventually, like, Calix is like, oh, sorry, I just was a little distracted. And, like, takes him and puts him down. Just stay close. I'm not a fucking child. Let me do what I want to do. Shoulders him off and starts to walk down, following Lauren and Fletcher. Calix kind of, like, takes the rear. Haku just turns to Ama. Do we, do we, do we do something? How, how, I don't know how to handle this situation. You're, you're more of a kith, kith kind of a kith. I'm not really a kith kind of a kith. I'm more of, like, a books kind of a kid. Apparently, it's a very complicated situation. I mean, like, the last thing we heard about Lauren wasn't great. It was a little concerning. Just a little bit. So, I can't even imagine what's going on in Fletcher's head right now. I'm surprised they're even, like, cognizant. I thought they would have passed out or something. How about our friend here currently? Naya, are you okay? No, I think. And you feel Nao's little arms just kind of, like, grab tighter and, and a bit of a kind of like a whimpery movement. Foster said he doesn't remember me and I saw him looking into my eyes and then the other fox, I think he was smiling or that's what my eyes were saying and he just pushed me and I fell and then everything was creamy and slimy and you caught me. Why are we running away? I need to go see Foster. I believe Lauren VX is guiding us for help to to fix whatever is happening with the machine. 
that is uh, X. I don't really know. I'm not really. This isn't really. A, and then I just keep hugging. This is not a. This is. I. I can't say there's. There's no sun here. There's not really a distraction I could do. So I'm just gonna hold you. We're just gonna go and then and just continues to like hug Neo for the whole whole walk over. Neo's voice kind of breaks and they just keep up and speaking and just keep keep whimpering and hugging Hoku. Alma is trying to process like the the two things that have just happened. It's just like oh no, my friends are. So upset. I'm so glad Haku doesn't know about Haku's thing, because then Haku would also be upset. So this is like a horrible situation for me. I'm having a bad time. I'm just gonna keep everybody together and calm, and it'll all be fine. Everything's fine. I'm just gonna follow after them. Chandler kind of catches up with Alma. Hey, I'm kind of pissed right now, and I can tell you are too. Do you want to bitch about Calix? What did Calix do? He fucking threw me over his shoulder. Like I'm a little child or something. I don't think he saw it that way. I mean, I could definitely... I would be upset if someone picked me up and threw me over their shoulder, but it was like we were running away, and you weren't doing the running away. So I see, I see both sides here. I'm sorry, I just can't help to see my friends being hurt and not do anything about it. No, and you know what? You're so, you're so real for that. You're so real for that, Chandler. I'm also very upset about how our friends are feeling right now. I don't really know what I can do about it. All, all we can do is support them, I guess. Like, like we caught new. Now we have to catch, we have to catch them emotionally too. It's just going to be, I think, a little harder than the physical catching. With you talking to Chandler, he finally calms down a little bit. I would say the group kind of just like travels in silence the rest of the way as Lauren leads you all through the sewers. Eventually you see light at the end of the tunnel. Not in the bad way, the good way. Signifying that something is about to be revealed and you eventually make it out of the mouth of the tunnel and you're kind of in this little bit of a like a forest area on the outside of the city nestled amongst a lot of these like trees and bushes is an airship not quite unlike the flying dutch kith but it is painted solid black and the the balloon um, is solid black as well lauren leads you all up the ramp on the ship there are a few individuals. A, another uh, raven named Riften. A mouse named Force. A little bear named Mist. Um, and all all four of them are, are dressed in like these same like, kind of like leathery black set of armor. Uh, after Lauren does all the introductions, kind of turns and yells, Hey Captain, there's someone I think you should see. People different, just get up here. Y'all are going to love this. You hear kind of like the, the footsteps of somebody coming up the, the stairs. You see the smiling face of an old friend. Well, I was not expecting to see this. And you see kind of dressed in the same garb as everyone else, but they're kind of like fiery flamboyant shell kind of on their back. Professor Peppers is there. Professor! Yes, Alma. It's been quite a while. Was not expecting to see you or any of you for for that matter. We're, we're not expecting to see us? What are, what are you doing here? I think... 
we need to go below deck and maybe have a little tea. I think we're going to need something a little stronger than tea. I think we can arrange that. Fantastic. Uh, she sort of like stands by and motions for everybody to kind of like go downstairs. And she would actually see Haku holding Neo as like Neo's like kind of clutching Haku. Oh dear, Neo, whatever's the matter? Can I hold you? It's been so long. Yes. Professor, what's happening here? Why did why did Lauren throw that, that smoke at, at Foster and the rest? Is Foster in danger? It's probably best if we just all meet and talk about this down below. Come on now, I'll get you some tea and we'll make sure everybody else has whatever they need. Hey, hey, is anyone else out there obsessed with dice? Does anyone out there want to join the I have too many dice sets for my own good club? Or is this going to be a party of one? Because I would be the first to tell you that I have a dice problem. But I don't necessarily think that's the worst problem to have. So if you've got the same mindset, QueerPG has a fun little offer for you. If you head over to fanrolldice.com, you can use our code QueerPG10 at checkout to get 10% off your purchase. They've got gemstone dice, my personal favorites, They've got wooden dice, they've got metal dice, and a whole bunch of other designs and accessories to fit all of your dice gremlin needs. So, if you find your itching for something new to add to your collection, head on over to fanrolldice.com and remember, QueerPG10, that's Q-U-E-E-R-P-G-10, at checkout to get 10% off. Have fun rolling! You are led down uh, below deck. Honestly, it looks pretty similar to your ship. And so you're led into like a, a dining area where like tea is put on, different drinks that could be a little stiffer are, are set out as well. And everyone sort of sits around this this giant ass table. Some snacks are brought out and um, Professor Peppers kind of sits at the the head of the table, now holding Neo, and says, Well, I'm sure you all have a lot of questions, so I guess we'll probably just take it from the top, and if you have any questions left, then we can kind of go with those as we get to them. But essentially, we are a group called the Preservation. We sensed a disturbance in the presence of the gods and the lastings, and we decided to take it upon ourselves to try to figure out what's going on. And, I mean, that's really it. Uh, we've just been traveling around and gathering information. What about you all? What are, what are you up to? Why are you here? Never gonna believe it. So Fallon, you know Fallon. Yes, sweet, sweet kid. Yeah, so Fallon reached out to all of us and was like, hey guys, something's wrong with the gods. So you guys should go out to the world and figure out what's wrong. So that's what we're doing. Lauren would have tried to sit next to Fletcher. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. Haku, Haku took that spot very quickly. Yeah, and I think Calix took the other seat. And so I guess Lauren sees that, and as he walks past Fletcher, just kind of leans in and says, a couple of these somehow didn't make the other one here. It might explain a few things. And hands a, an envelope to Fletcher and goes in and sits um, somewhere else. Haku growls. So, well, um, seems like we're kind of similar in our mission. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're not running around in, like, dark cloaks and throwing purple smoke and stealing books, but we're definitely on the same trajectory. One of the others, Riften, speaks up. We wear the cloaks for secrecy. We steal out of necessity. What are you being secret from? From whoever came before. We don't want them to know we're on to them. 
is, does he always talk like this? Like, this is so unhelpful. What he's trying to say is, um, I'm sure you've seen the, the memories of the human. In the purple orbs? Yes, we're, we're trying to make sure that we stay out of their sight. And just out of any other person's sight, because we just, we just don't like extra eyes on what we're doing. Makes things difficult if people are asking too many questions. Sure, for sure. I mean, we've found it very helpful to, you know, ask the people who are being affected by the gods being gone, what's going on? Um, sorry, I'm just, I'm a little, I'm a little confused here. If you guys are trying to figure out what's happening with the gods, why aren't you telling people that something's wrong? Force the mouse speaks up. The thing is about a secret organization is if you tell everyone that you exist, then you're no longer secret. I, I'll give you that. I'll give you that for sure. That is, that is true. But if you're secret, there's no one to hold you accountable for failing in your task. Well, the thing is, um, if we fail, there won't be anyone left to hold us accountable. Haku raises a paw. So, was it just... You all came together and made your own little organization? Is this like you have to apply? Is it like in the middle of the night? You put bags over each other's heads and then and, and then you said, Hey, welcome to the welcome to the group. The preservation is an ancient order that goes back to the time of the humans. Uh, and we essentially are here to do whatever is possible to ensure that Kithkind stays existing. Why would we stop existing? It felt like maybe maybe things would get more difficult or, or more wet or less colorful, but it felt like it was more the gods that would cease to exist. And I know that that's gonna be a problem for us, but it doesn't it doesn't feel like we should stop existing. Mist, can you explain? Mist is our, our seer. They can see visions of the future. Yes, I've seen terrible things in the future, and if we continue on this path, Kithkind will be completely wiped out. Isn't that all the more reason to get more people involved? You do have a point, I see, but this is the way our organization is run, and probably continue to be run. Okay, sure. What have you found out? We can share what we've found, if you're willing to share what you found. Sure, I just want to know how much of that is actually different. You know, compare methodologies a little bit. Of course, we had the disadvantage of information and resources being stolen, but no matter, what did you guys find out? In our search, we've found that basically whatever magic it is that came from the Great Uprising, the downfall from the Great Uprising, what- Oh, this would be so much easier to explain if you could read the old human language, and she pulls out an ancient book that seems to be very, 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 very well worn. This was written by the last human, simply known by the old Kith as Lavender. We've been unable to piece it together completely, but essentially whatever magic it was that came after the Great Uprising, leading to the downfall of all humanity, that that magic works in a very mysterious way that once something is believed in, it's given power. That's how all our gods exist. That's how we are no longer walking on all fours, speaking the old tongue. Lavender believed in us. 
Lavender gave us power, and now there's someone out there taking power away from the gods and giving it back to whatever came before. We keep asking people, and I think we should know from you, what does the color purple mean to you? To me, and I know what you're referring to, the color purple represents what should stay in the past. We should dwell on what's in the present and focus on building a brighter future. The past should stay dead. Lavender should sounds like someone that was kind. Maybe not all of the past should stay dead. I can't... I think in colors, okay? You say lavender, and I'm sure Fletcher can immediately smell that flower, but I can see the lilac purple tone. The figure we saw in the Thoughtmore was purple. Now we'll try to think whether that was more of like a purple purple or more like a lilac lavender purple trying to see if they can connect to unrelated things as a weaver can do the purple of what came before is a dark tumultuous purple where lavender is definitely more of a lighter ephemeral kind of sort of like passing on signifier and then i guess i only have one more question which is does fallon know you exist they know that I am a, a kith and that I live and breathe, but as far as the preservation goes, no. That sounds sketchy. Yeah, what they said. So the gods... Yes, the, so the gods. I was about to ask what you knew, but I guess we can answer more questions before seeing what you know. I mean, we have the broad strokes. No, can we do just do like a quick little sidebar, just like a quick... Could we just do like a team meeting real quick just to make sure that we have all of our points together to pass on to you? Because I love the past as someone that uh, notices the stars, so I'm a little frazzled and want to make sure that I have all my points together. And oh my god, look over there! And then Haku walks outside. Fletcher also goes straight outside. We'll be right back. Take all the time you need. What the fuck, guys? Are we gonna tell them about the little, and like, does the shape of the orb? Do Can they see the bag? They can see, we have it with us. Yeah, Mel tries to always take it some everywhere, if possible. I think we should show them, but Mel looks at Fletcher. I don't trust them. Yeah, okay, great. I also don't. This is like, so, such a weird... This is our professor we're talking about. We looked up and like, they took care of us and like, we only have a club because... <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When, when Professor Pepper helped me, it was kind and I... I do wanna, I, I want to, I want to trust them. I want to know that we're not the only ones doing this. I don't think we can do this alone. Okay, so we still need to go see someone while we're here. We had a mission. Yeah, we do have our schmishmen. Yeah, to, to go to, to, to figure out all the gods in every every place here. There was someone on, on, on that machine. There was someone I knew in there. Um, someone from the last things. I've told you about Foster. You remember in the letter I sent you, Fletcher? Yeah. Well, Foster is here. Foster seems to be Horus's cousin. And I don't understand because that means Horus is also from the last things. And I thought no one left the last things. And now there's at least two people. Now six more. There's at least ten of us out of the last things. And no one left the last things. I don't understand. When we say no one leaves the lastings, it doesn't mean like nobody leaves the lasting because Alma used to like leave the lastings all the time. But it's just like not super common. It was usually just like difficult for, for folks and then also kind of in a lot of ways not really necessary because like everything was there. So all these people at the same time is the like the big is the we and also like how are we all here in Middledwell? Of all places, this is the weirdest place for all of us to meet up. 
okay, they might still have valuable information. So I don't think we can just run. But I think we should keep our cards close to our chest a little bit. We know quite a bit of what they talked about, more or less. We've got the broad strokes. We just can't read he-man so that also puts us at a disadvantage a little bit what are we sharing am i sharing not starkey but what i found out when we were i didn't tell you so what so when we were on our way to portsmore i was on the deck looking at the stars carter minor was not changed positions you know, like, in my letter, I told you that, like, you know, how when we get farther away, it, like, sometimes the stars, like... Yes, but not... It was it was a very kind of drastic situation. It kind of reminded me of a time when um, this happened again a long time ago with um, another constellation, and it goes something with time travel. I think that's a pin that we don't... We don't have necessary, but that's something that I know about. We can just ignore that. You know what? Don't Let's... tell them. Don't tell them that. Okay, great, great, great. That's our little thing. That's our secret. Also, don't mention the bag. Like, if they've seen the bag, that's- What bag? No bag. No bag. If they don't mention the bag, we don't mention the bag. The bag is ours, also. If they ask, it's just a balloon with Karen. We can talk about the memories that we saw, because it looks like they've also seen the same stuff. Should we mention just the first memory? Yes. Can Fletcher open- the, le- the envelope that Lauren gave to him. The three of you and like Calix and Chandler are there like taking it as well. But you, you notice that like Fletcher is kind of like off to the side, not really paying attention. And they have like this envelope open. It's a few sheets of paper, same size as the letters and the kind of like mad ramblings that Lauren gave you with a like fresh sheet of paper that says, sorry, I don't know how these did make it into the pack but hopefully it explains a little bit better and the very next one is a sheet that says a descent into badness by lauren Greyfeathers, a novel and then the actual like story starts i also have a question has fletcher received any dreams from puck last night after the ride over from the carnival you would have gotten a a dream and i guess now it makes sense but it was sort of like a very ambiguous dream about fletcher being reunited with someone from their past and just couldn't really figure out what that that meant who that was and was lauren interesting fletcher will go back and join the group he's just a little furious right now because he was convinced that his boyfriend had joined some cult this entire time. Are you okay, Fletcher? I guess Lauren wrote me a novel, or wrote a novel and left it to me. Is that what the big stack of papers was? Yeah, it, it seems like it. Anyway, a lot of things feel really different right now, but I'm really confused. I don't understand why Professor Peppers would steal to go on this whole mission. I mean, everybody loves Professor Peppers. They could just ask for books. It feels very out of character. It just feels strange, and honestly, I don't know if you've seen their their clothes, but they are reinforced. They are ready for. They are. It feels like they are ready to be into a fight. That scares me because we don't. Kids don't do that. These are unprecedented times, my friend. Did they have on sight anywhere or anywhere in the boat, aside from their armors, anything that could be classed as a weapon? Because uh, uh, onto our whole journey, aside from specific, very specific guards, no one really is packing 
Yeah, somebody give me a heart roll. 14. I have a 9. Nayu, since you were just so distraught and not really paying a ton of attention to the surroundings, like, you don't pick up on anything. Besides that, Professor Peppers is still the calming presence that you you knew from back in school. Fletcher, you do see, like, ceremonial or decorative weapons kind of, like, on the wall in different places, but you don't see anything, like, on anyone. But Alma, you do see... I guess when it was when Lauren like handed the the packet to Fletcher, you saw up there sleeve. There's like a little shimmer of what could be a blade. I think we should just be careful. Yes, Haku does raise a paw whenever whenever they want to speak. Um, so I didn't really know what I looked like when I was under that whatever the fox did earlier. Do we think that they're also under that effect in like a different way? Should we just like accidentally go poof? Like motions to like splash water <laughs> onto their face. Do you want to like try that? I don't know. I think they're just like this, I think. So they're probably get- getting suspicious about the amount of time that we're spending out here having our team meeting. So just to summarize, only tell them about things that you think they already know about. Don't talk about the stars. Sorry, Haku. And don't talk about the bag. So you're doing the talking. I'm doing the talking. And I think we can get them to help us to some degree. It would be nice if we could see all the stuff they stole. And they they can probably show us. We can probably get them to show it to us. I was thinking maybe they can help us take back Foster. I am pretty sure Foster isn't there because, because that's what they want. I think Foster is there. I think something has happened to Foster. I'm just going to put a, a hand on Neo's shoulder. We are behind you all the way, so if... You want to get Foster? We'll get Foster. Thank you. I think I made them a little mad when I knocked over their machine, but it's fine. We will, we will get them back. That feels good to hear. And now, like, gives out kind of like a long exhale. Do we want to put our hands in the center of the circle and do a little? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fletcher's hands are sticky. And on three, yeah. Let's go, Chandler. Let's go, Chandler. You can say that part. Okay, uh, on three. One, two, three. Let's go! Let's go! Chandler. So, so these guys are called the Preservation? Yeah, that's what they said. We should get us a name. We should get a name. We are the Letter Writer Club. But I don't write letters. Well, you could start. I think that's a you problem. Who would I write them to? Whoever you want. That's like the whole point. Oh. You can even write letters to people who are in the group or back home. Whatever whatever you want to do. Yeah, you could write a letter and then just put it under the door. Hey, Haku, can I borrow some of your, your paper? Uh, and then they ruffle through their, like, pockets, and then they grab, like, notebook, and then they tear out a page, and then they hand it to them. Oh, I was, like, the stationary, the nicer one that you use sometimes. Oh, that's on the ship. Oh. Yeah, that's, yeah, we don't, we're not doing this, like, now, now, right now, we have to go back inside the cabin and, um, bullshit our way into getting more information before we (laughs) run. Can I also look to history? Another thing that Haku can, can, things, Haku can always do. Does Haku know anything about something called the preservation? Anything, possibly? Honestly, I would not think so. No, okay, great. I don't know, maybe there's a starkeeper in there. I don't know. You go back inside, and Professor Pepper says, Ah, well, I hope your conversation was productive. It absolutely was. You know what? We're feeling a whole lot better about this whole thing. Sorry about how, um, kind of, you know, hostile we were at first. We've just had a long journey, and a lot is going on back home. 
so sorry about that. We just needed to take a moment and reflect a little bit. What is it that you know? We do have a lot of the same information. Uh, we ran into some of those, uh, or at least we ran into a memory orb back in Portsmore, which was, let me tell you, deluging, okay? That place, wet, never been this wet before. We saw a memory of the gods, the local gods of Portsmore being um, taken away by a He-Man. You know, horrible, horrible stuff going on. Um, the color is not existent in Portsmore right now. There's no color. It's been removed. Everything's kind of just like monochrome, black and white type stuff. So we knew about the the He-Mans, you know, taking the gods and such and such and such. But it's kind of the same thing is happening everywhere that's happening back home is the gods are gone. Magic isn't working quite right. The He-Mans are taking taking the gods. We don't know where they're taking the gods or anything like that. We've just mostly been trying to help out the people to solve the problems that have been happening as a result of the gods being gone. This is probably the most normal place we've been to. And this is is all you know. I mean, yeah, it's just um, our focus has been mostly on just trying to figure out where they went. We haven't really had much luck on that front. Give me a heart roll to see how well you can lie. That is a 13. They all kind of like look back and forth at each other. Professor Pe- Pepper says, well, I guess now that you're here, it seems like we might as well team up to make things work a little bit better. I mean, that would be great. It's exchange of information. You know, it's, you know, professor. That's like the whole part, like the whole purpose of the letter writing club. You can just call me Loretta. You don't have to call me professor. Ah, that feels so wrong, but I'll do it if that's what you want me to do. Absolutely. She looks kind of very seriously down the table at all of you. Seems like we've got some work to do. Hey everyone, thanks for listening. You can follow QueerPG on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at QueerPGPod. QueerPG is made possible by all of you who listen and share the show. So if you like what you hear, please rate and review. It helps other people find the podcast. You can also support the show by signing up for our Patreon at patreon.com QueerPG. If you're interested in seeing transcripts for the episodes, all of those from previous episodes and episodes to come can be found on our website, QueerPG.com. Until next time.